0: Pastor Bowman podcast. If you're obsessed with the strategies, gear and stories that will make you a better backcountry bowhunter, you're in the right place. We're independent, unsponsored and unbiased, so we can cut the fluff and give you detailed advice on what really works and what doesn't. Today's episode is March's check-in for a monthly prep for the 2021 elk season. We're 6 months out and Josh and I are going to go over what we're doing and what we think you should be doing as we hit the ground running.
1: Six months, Josh, dude. When you told me that, that well, well, how did you phrase it? Like we're just to- we're
0: now as close to the next season as we were to the beginning of last season,
1: which is crazy to think about how yeah. much time flies. Um, and it's a good uh, kick in the butt. Some of the topics we're talking about are just good reminders for me. I think in general, I'm a bit of a procrastinator compared to you, (laughs) Baxter. (laughs) It's not saying much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so good stuff to talk about today. Uh, what, What do you think, what are the big things you want to hit on today and for guys and then also that are top of mind for you? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I
0: think we talked last time about guys getting tags and that sort of thing. And I would just hope that guys are there, but I would say, you know, if there's three or four things we're doing, one is wrapping up the draw or like your tag strategy. So we can talk about that. I'm wrapping up my kind of application strategy. You we'll could talk a bit about it. Um, and I've kind of transitioned on this e-scouting, even though we're, we're both going back to the same area. Like I have to spend more and more time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, two is like getting the gear ready. Uh, you know, I think now is by far, especially with COVID, man, um, you cannot buy things to save your life. So getting things now. So not only are you use them and you've been really confident in them everyone says oh you know do you get to be confident in something you use multiple months well if you're ordering something at month six it's not even gonna be here till five you're probably not gonna get it ready till four yeah you know, elk season sneaks up on you so i'm you know i'm building arrows i think a lot of the guys should definitely they're both set up uh fitness is always huge we can talk a bit about what we're both doing there to keep the fire alive quote unquote right mm-hmm. um and then I've been loading up on bars and gear, a lot of other food and things, finding great deals. So we can talk a bit about that because uh, now it's, oh, you're going save so much money again uh, if you're doing it now versus four, three, four months from now. Um, and then, yeah, we could probably like, wrap it up with a little bit on the taxidermy because I've never done this. I don't think many guys have, but it's a good thing for guys to know in case you just happen to have what happened to us. Happened last year, you <laughs> giant steps out at 20 yards and now you got to deal with it. So very cool stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to, to hear about it. I have not gotten any updates on on that piece. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about that at the end. But uh, yeah. the draw, oh man, just before the call, I was like, dang it, I haven't really done much for the draw. And maybe it's time for me to like just really prioritize now and be like, all right, I, I got to let these ones go and pick something, I, I don't know. What, what advice would you have for me or the procrastinators out there like me? Yeah. I mean, I hope that, uh, by the time this gets out,
0: they're probably mean they definitely already missed Wyoming and a few others. If they haven't got there by the time this gets out, they might've missed, you know, Arizona and, uh, definitely Utah. So, you know, we talked a bit about it in the draw episode guys, hopefully caught that, but there's still, you know, there's New Mexico, there's Arizona mid month. There's a few others. There's Idaho, uh, Nevada. So basically for me, it's, I think we, we went into great detail on which states work which ways and which ones I think are great candidates in that other episode if guys want to go listen to it. But I think what I'm wrapping up personally is deciding whether this is like a layup year or I really try for stuff. Uh, and I think we've kind of come to the conclusion it's a layup year. So my str- whole strategy has changed to just uh, basically when it's a layup year for me, I'm now applying for insane hunts, the kind of things that if they happen, you're like, this is once in a lifetime. I have to go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or banking points, right? So things that are just so far out there because you never know,
1: right? Yeah. So maybe for me, uh, actually, maybe you can help me ca- clarify this because yeah. I, I have an awesome. I mean, we were like, I'm going to the great spot this this fall. Uh, I got really lucky, got in line and got the got the tag that I wanted um, for elk this September. So for me now, is it about just building points for something really cool in the future rather than trying to get something this year.
0: Yeah. And I think for guys, like, for guys that are like, I want to get something this year, you're going for your quickest two options or straight draw States like New Mexico or Idaho. Cause those, there's no points you build, right. It's just straight up luck if you get it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, which if you haven't been doing this for years is your best chance. Um, and, but for you, if you're like, Hey, I'm not gonna, you know, know I'm going to Idaho and I'm not going to do New Mexico. Um, you should definitely apply to the Idaho draw cause you're already going to pay for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's banking points in a few States that you're, you're going to decide you want to do long term. So I think it's a good idea, super good idea for you to say, Hey, that's the state that I want to want to hunt something in over time. And you just start building them.
1: Got it. Okay. So
0: deciding what those States are now, even if you're not going to really apply for, for hunts this year, some States lets you just get points. And like we talked about Wyoming, um, Uh, Wyoming, Montana. There's a few more, but I I can't remember all the details off my head, top of my head, but they'll let you just buy a a point. So I would say if you're going to lay it up like that and you already got your hunt nailed down, then that's the strategy. You should take Bank some points, apply to a few draws where you need to, to get those points. Um, and then if you're not, if you're like, I just need to get something this year, then I would be really proactive and filtering and looking. And we were, Josh and I were just talking today that, uh, you know the battle of the tech titans, in <laughs> in uh, hunting is heating up. Onyx and Go Hunt are kind of starting to tee off a little bit because Go Hunt moved into the uh, the scouting bit, which is going to encroach in Onyx's territory, and Onyx is fired back by partnering with Hunting Fool and giving anyone who has an Onyx membership a free a free membership to Hunting Fool, which is essentially um, a less UI friendly Go Hunt. So. Uh, we're not sponsored by any of these guys again we always have to say that it's a weird world but uh if you guys you know if you have one of those memberships hopefully that helps you out if you hear this so, you know go go check out hunting fool if you've got Onyx or if, if you don't have go on
1: yeah uh it's that's pretty interesting for a partnership or does that happen in partnerships often is like hey we put, partner with someone we're just gonna give our entire user base this thing for free
0: yeah they only gave it to elite members and they gave them like a <sighs> kind of moderate subscription they do have draw odds which is what really matters for applying to tags mm-hmm. um so it's kind of a little bait too for you to upgrade to like the premium stuff but uh. but it gets you what you need to to really make life easy to apply to these draws so uh definitely go <laughs> we're uh, we're pushing someone again we have no relationship for but if it's <laughs> free why not yeah yeah totally i got to check my email and search for hunting the right out. So yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's the big one for guys. Like at this point, if you don't have a tag already, you should definitely already have a strategy. And if you don't have either like hurry your butt up because <laughs> it looks like you're pretty much hanging out in Colorado with every other elk hunter who doesn't get a tag this year. Right.
1: Right. Yep. So anything else on the draw before we move to maybe gear? No, I think that's a good,
0: good one. I mean, I don't think we'll hit that anymore because really we've, we've talked it to death and uh, but it is really what I'm dealing with now. And I think that is something most guys are going to be dealing with in March. And uh, once March is done, it's kind of over for the draw really. Cause yeah, there's stuff in June, but like that should already be part of a strategy. You're just pressing numbers. You're not making decisions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. And then you were talking about buying, what are, what are these bars that you get? Bo- 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 oh yeah. <laughs> gear. So
0: <secure> gear enough. Um, <laughs> We talked about the food in that one episode in the, in the Hunt Elka 2020 series, but I love Bobo's bars. <laughs> yeah, wait, so <laughs> what are just, those? Uh, they're just like an oatmeal bar, basically. Uh, okay. It's like, Is it like a Z-bar?
1: What's that? Is it like a Z-bar?
0: Ah, uh, kind of. I mean, they're, I, don't, I can't believe I didn't give you one last year. They're I mean, they're, <laughs> they're like one of the few bars I can, I like look forward to eating. I genuinely am like excited to eat one. I'll eat one in the car driving around here. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, that aside, like I found, normally they're like three or four dollars a bar, and I found a bunch for twenty dollars, thanks mm-hmm. to a wreck from from a friend. Um, and so I've been stocking up on bars. You know, I think a lot of guys too. This now is the time, right? Again, I get to toot the COVID horn, but uh, I mean, even without COVID, all the bars and the the meals sell out. Um, you know, two to three months before season, which doesn't sound like it's like oh that's a long way away. It's like no, that's like two months away like Mm -hmm. eight weeks away. (laughs) Uh, So I've been loading up on bars and uh, meals. And this time of year, you can get them cheaper, way cheaper than you could if you can even find them in a few months. So uh, it's a good time to pick up all those things. Um, Even though I do use the grocery store for the majority of my food, the things I don't, I'm like super maniacal about getting them at a good price.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a random video I saw of Mark Cuban talking about finances or something, and he said for all the things like you need and you know you'll need like toilet paper, toothpaste. Uh, for us, you know those freeze dried meals, whatever it is. Uh, when you find them on sale, just rack up and just throw it in your garage, and then you'll have like a two, you know, two years worth of toothpaste. But you got it at like fifty percent off or whatever. Totally. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I was laughing too, and everybody was freaking out about COVID. Uh, yeah, you know, I did buy some stuff as well, but like I've got, uh, I've got like a month or two supply of freeze dried food, you know? Oh, nice. <laughs> like, okay. we're not worried about an apocalypse. We're going to have plenty of uh, Mountain House.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. That's <laughs> not a thing to stack up on, right? Although the farts will be insane. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping in different rooms. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. did you say you were building a new set of arrows?
0: Yeah. And so, you know, part of the gear, I mean, not just bulking up on the the little necessities, but I'm rebuilding another set of arrows and I'm, I mean, again, we're not sponsored, but I just keep pounding day six. They've done, you know, I use those arrows for two seasons. I've never had a set of arrows last two seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're just so insanely durable. And I still have like seven or eight, seven of them after two years.
1: Um, I'm shooting at hundred yards. So pretty impressive, right? (laughs) Yeah. So so you're going to build another set of the same or just keep the
0: same? Yeah. I don't even want to, I mean, I experiment with stuff. I'll buy other arrows to play and I'll, I'll probably buy another set or two to review and play with them. But I'm just, I'm so sold on those things. The spine was so good. They were so straight. They were unbelievably durable. Uh, They get the weight I want, 550 grains. Um, So I'm just building another set of those now. Because, you know, A, supply would be, you know, I can shoot them and tune them for the next five, six months. not worried about losing them Mm -hmm. Um, at that rate, the rate I've been losing them, which is like five every two years. Uh, So I'm going to get them all set and ready. And uh, I'll be shooting those arrows for the next six months straight. And that's really, really awesome. We had a cool conversation, I feel like, the other day about bows. And it's like, I always feel like the performance of your bow gets so good year two or three because you just really get to know it. Mm. Uh, I think you can say the same for arrows. If you're a lot of guys switch from 3d to hunting arrows to white tail arrows to, you know, they're kind of constantly retuning and moving, but I think in your brain, if you shoot the same trajectory arrow for six months, you just get dialed on it, you know? Yeah. Like I don't, I, yeah, I range things. And I still need to deal with that, but I don't, I feel very, very confident making, you know, between range calls and that sort of thing. So I'm just used to how they arc you know if
1: you're shooting the same thing for 6 months straight yeah it's like uh, what Roger talked about in our previous episode the archery wisdom um yeah, just we're talking about the like the same stuff yeah just, just shoot the same thing it's it the it's the shooter versus the equipment problem and it, the the weakest link in that equation is the shooter yep. so yeah once you get dialed on it and then like you said if they're switching to target arrows and a target setup and all, all this stuff mm-hmm. uh you're you basically restart the learning curve um so yeah I'm not surprised there I think I'm going to keep the same arrows too. Um, just keep it simple. I, yep. Yeah. My friend has like six of them left over. They're like the exact ones that I mm-hmm. shoot and he moved on to something else. I might just buy those off him and <laughs> add to my set or something. But, throw them down or something. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. Uh, and which ones were you shooting again? Is it Black Eagles? Black Eagle Rampage. Yeah. yeah, the micro diameter and the .001s. I spent a little extra on the .001s, but I figure I'll stick with these for a while. Yeah. If you've been using yeah. them, it is, I mean, a good note for guys is that you don't want to use
0: carbon arrows forever. You know, like a oh, year really? or two is about two years is probably the max. Cause you know, they, they are, they do crack. They do hate each other. They do mm. like, you don't want to test. You don't want to find that limit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You don't want them to explode. So, uh, cause I've got, I mean, I could honestly shoot these same arrows I've got for another year, but I've just, I mean, each of them's probably seen thousand, 2000 shots a year. So, mm
1: time to time to move on. Yeah. (laughs) Retire them. Right. And then other gear wise, I don't think I need any more gear, which is good for someone like me who can spend too much money. Um, (laughs) pretty set, but (laughs) I I mean, it's good.
0: It's a good one for a lot of guys though. Just a good point of like what they should be doing right now. you know, bow like, Oh, there's so many things you do not want to be messing with the last few months. I think bow is number one. So if guys don't have their bow in hand, they should be just on that. And I've worked, I'm working with a few people I know to help them tune or find a bow. Oh, Oh, okay. Rapidly grabbing it. But I think the, you know, it's always funny when you call shops, you can tell if they're stressed or not. And like right now shops are not that worried, right? It's still March. It's still a little cold. Um, in most places, give it another month, spring's going to hit and then they're, oh man, then they're back in business, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's a great month. It's a really good month to go to bow shops. Go shoot a bunch of bows indoors. Figure out which one you want. Get it ordered. Get it before the rush. Uh, You know, get it tuned. Because I feel like for most guys, tuning a bow, you've tuned enough of them and spent so much time, I could probably do it in like a day, but I I feel like your first time tuning a bow, it's a multi-month process. Mm. Uh, So, if you're shooting the same arrow and you spend the next 3 to 4 months getting used to that and tuning your bow to perfection, that you're going to be in such
1: a good spot. Wow. For elk I, a, I actually got a question on the bow. So I've been shooting mine for let me think. Now, this November will be 2 years. So I haven't switched the strings out. Is that mm-hmm. something I should be concerned about? String stretch and that all that?
0: Uh, yeah, they say the typical life is around 2 years. Oh, Okay, and that's Ooh. generally it. I mean, you shoot a lot, yeah. So it depends. Your string's going to stretch during the life of it, no matter how good it is. It just depends on how much it's going to stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you will need to retune and kind of you know, do a bunch of things. But uh, a new string is like a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, and you can get a custom one that fits on, looks beautiful. And you got to have a bow press to put it on, all that good stuff. Uh, but that's a good one for guys now that have had strings for too long.
1: You know, yeah, two,
0: two plus years. I say it's definitely time to. Okay. To throw something on, so
1: maybe some new threads for you after the season or something. Oh, so you, you think it's okay for me to shoot it through this season and switch after the season?
0: I think so. I mean, really, the thing you're looking for, the telltale signs, is you'll see uh, your serving will start to separate. That's usually what goes first. You can reserve it. Yeah. Um, I for guys that, that don't know, serving is like the black little tiny, tiny thread that's wrapped around the bro string where your mm-hmm. knock goes and it, on the wear points and the cams. So the serving is just check that out through around all your cams and over, over the contact points. And you'll see if it's separating and it's kind of pulling apart. That's a big one. You look at the fuzziness of the string, you know, if it's kind of fuzzing out and I mean, if you really, when you really have to replace it, you'll see like broken strands or nicked strands or things that are like very obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you can see all that stuff and it's all happening, then it's probably worth replacing now, but Generally speaking, if you're not shooting like hundreds of arrows a day, uh, two years is about the benchmark.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I think a
0: lot of guys replace them every year. I oh, do, really, but uh, it's not. That's not like mandatory, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't. The one actually, I'm not replacing this one every year. This one's my first one that hasn't, because I got a custom made one by a guy that's just phenomenal. And uh, I mean, it's it's mind blowing. That thing I shot that thing a lot last year. Yeah, and uh, the string looks brand new i mean i've done great maintenance to it but it's like it looks so good that i'm like i gotta use this for another year
1: yeah do you want do you know the guy off the top of your head you want to give him a shout out or maybe we can include the link later yeah
0: he uh i'm trying to remember i think it's john's custom archery breathing he goes by breathing on uh archery talk uh out of north carolina just artist with the with the strings so Really cool stuff. Don't uh, don't everybody go buy them because I don't want to there to be too big of a backlog when I go back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's he makes some good stuff. Okay, cool. So I think I'll be good. So my strings, the serving, I got only the one by the D loop replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, I actually haven't taken a look at it closely. So I'll do that. There, there is a lot of a uh, fuzzy. It's super fuzzy, yeah. uh, especially on the bottom. But yeah. <laughs> well, maybe hey, maybe time for a little little upgrade, a little
0: color. You know, whenever you get a new string, you can get a. Whatever sweet colors you want, too, just kind of fun.
1: Yeah, so maybe after this episode, I might have to check out that guy's link and ship it to Fremont when I go back in a couple of weeks and get it. Yeah, done it at up. the shop. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, uh,
0: you can get some cool, like word of the wise on that stuff too. Most guys are just used to getting a standard, standard solid color or kind of speckled bowstring is the standard. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, black and one other color. And then they get black serving, but uh, you can do some really cool things with white serving. If they pull it tight enough, it basically becomes clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, So even well, though it looks like you don't have any serving on your bow, which is really a cool look with like crazy colors that go through the cams. Mm-hmm. And then you can get all sorts of funky, uh, funky color combos. You know, I've got the flame one on mine, which is bright orange and red. Yeah. Um, just really cool looking.
1: Nice. Uh, and I just realized while we we're talking, uh, which is great. We do these monthly check-ins. I th- think there is one piece of gear i need to replace which is the bino harness i have the mm. one that came with the vortex yeah binos i have and it just it's loud and and the it actually like opens on accident maybe like mm-hmm. four or five times during last season my binos just like fell out like i mean they don't fall and hit the ground because they're attached but like it's just annoying uh, yeah. so i don't want that to happen if you're stocking in on something so yeah. i gotta buy that like soon probably
0: yeah, that's a good one to get. And there's man, there's so many on the market these days. And I've tested a bunch of them, but it's like I feel like every time I get through them, another one comes out. Um, <laughs> but I'm generally happy with the Kuyu one. Uh, I think there's there's the well, what's the two versions? One is waterproof, bulkier, it's heavier. Um, it makes a little more noise, uh, and then the one's a little smaller. And it's true one handed operation. The non pro version is. Quieter, much less bulky, but you can't really operate it with one hand. So Mm -hmm. that's probably been my winner on like dollars per quality so far. But there's some really insanely expensive one fifty dollar ones now. Yeah. That are that are really nice, so I need to try one or two of those out.
1: Yeah, I have a friend uh, who has a—I oh, don't remember the name of it—but it's it's really nice. It's super quiet, and it opens out, and then there's a little bino. I mean, a rangefinder pouch one too. I, mm. I know some people like that, some people don't. But yeah, I'm not a fan. Double. Some yeah, people love them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Anything uh,
0: that adds a step in the shot sequence, I'm not a fan of. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I gotta get that. But
1: for me, I think that's it on gear. Nice.
0: Yeah. So for guys listening, go get, I mean, we're very different that we're both are like fully kitted and we test and play with gear all the time for fun. Um, so just go, go do the, uh, go look at the checklist on the website. I oh, think I've yeah. got that up still. It's part one of the, the hunt of elk in 2020 series, mm-hmm. uh, which I need to change to 2021 or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh go check out that gear list and just run down it. Now's a really good time to run down that and be like, don't have that. Don't have that. Don't have that. Uh, cause Good deals happening now. eBay too, used gear from last year still getting sold. Really good times.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then let's see the topic of fitness. Oh, yes. the never-ending topic.
0: <laughs> never-ending. what <laughs> uh, what have you been doing? If if anything.
1: Oh, Gotta man, be honest. I'm, I'm ashamed to say because last time I was so fired up on You're fitness, so I was strong, running. Josh. I was, and now, and I got a little stomach bug from this grocery store sushi I ate a couple <laughs> weeks ago. It was terrible, and uh, <laughs> I got sick, and then I, it kind of just fell off the wagon. So I've been picking up the running again. Um, got to get back to strength training and uh i'm like traveling all over the country living in airbnbs working remote so i'm, I'm thinking i might get a 24-hour fitness membership because mm-hmm. they're everywhere you know yep so i may do that i probably should uh you're but yeah of the vid. <laughs> yeah I got you got to put the mask on I don't, I don't know what they do these days and there's some outdoor stuff jim i mean you're stuff. in your 20s yeah <laughs> what is it everything but a 0.002 so yeah just don't Uh, say that to your grandma (laughs) yeah yeah i'll be on my own pretty much um what was i gonna say running though i I have been hiking uh, a little Mm -hmm. bit um but i need to i need to continue running more still breaking in those solomons (laughs) oh yeah if you didn't break them in last year you're never gonna break them in (laughs) oh they're so broken in yeah Um, yeah it did take a while though actually um it took like it took a little bit I, i mean not not super long but you yeah. do notice in the beginning it's you notice the comfort increase over time and now they're just so comfortable
0: yeah yeah i oh, definitely there's a there's a window on that yeah, yeah i've been decent i did and josh and i were just talking i've had this sinus infection for a few weeks so i'm on the same boat i've been trending down but i've managed to go skiing you know five or six times in the past month which is that is great nice great elk prep add that to the elk prep list right <laughs> <laughs> it's high altitude it's uh, insane legs all day, you know, it's, uh, it's like all it's core. It's your entire body. It's a good one. So I've, I've been doing that. Uh, actually been going out mountain biking, believe it or not. It's been good weather windows here, mm-hmm. um, in Idaho. So plenty of mountain biking, some running, um, a bunch of hiking and a little bit of hunting. So it's been, uh, yeah, I've been getting out, but I'm definitely not, definitely not the five days like clockwork. I was a few weeks ago. So, Yeah. Great. uh, I've been doing more investing and day trading here. um, And one of my buddies who was talking to me about it has a great saying, which is you only screw up if you sit there and wish you'd made a decision a few weeks ago and and you you don't get over it and do it today. Mm -hmm. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So if you're same with fitness, yeah, maybe you screwed up for a week
1: or two, but it's like, just move on and do it today. Yeah totally it's like the best time was to do it yesterday but the next best is right now <laughs> yeah um, oh actually that reminds me i'm gonna be up in tahoe for a couple of weeks so i'll be good i'll be doing a bunch of trail running um where my brother lives it's beautiful and trails around the lake and whatnot and it's at nice. elevation so it'll be yeah nice kick kicking in the butt there build the yeah. I like these check-ins, they're holding me accountable, not only to myself, but like you, and then now all our listeners know I've been being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you come back next time. Ooh, buddy, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, mm. that's good. I mean
0: every time we are probably like a broken record, but I think we when we talked about your biggest elk learnings, guys should go back and listen to that. After a month, in the field his first season Josh was like what's the number one learning and you were like fitness holy moly it's important it's yeah. it is everything and you will I would I would say the number one like correct me if you think I'm wrong here Josh but I'd say the number one thing that will make the difference between someone getting an elk or not was their fitness
1: oh uh, yeah because it's like it's it's a it, it, that's the cap like that that's it's just gonna hold you back the f- more fit you are it unlocks just so yeah. you can go farther. You can go longer. Yeah. Um you're It's just not That's physical too. It's mental, right? Yeah, it's like it's mental. your mental state is completely different
0: when you're broken down and mm-hmm. recovering, right? Versus mm-hmm. even if you're in the get to the exact same spot physically, you might be just like defeated mentally versus yeah. you might just be like fired up and ready to go if you're in shape. So. Right. Just picture that elk.
1: Yeah. Got to do it. And uh speaking of elk, last. So. Actually, you want to tell a story about the how you came to the decision of taxidermy and uh, give yeah, me some actually, <laughs> uh, I had this
0: really quirky friend. No, <laughs> we uh, we shot when I shot that bull last year. I mean, it's a big bull. We've, there's a photo up, I think. On i do not much for the grip and grin, but we we had to put one up of, of the bull for folks to see, so they know I'm not just making it up. Um, I was just blown away by how big it was, and. uh we were way up there. We're super tired. The end of two weeks, and I was like, "Ah, it's too far. It's too much. I'm just gonna skull cap it and Euro man it. It'll be beautiful." And Josh was like, "Man, I really think you should do this. You should really cape it out. This is like a once in a lifetime animal. You know, just because the memories, which is so true. You know, having having Luke there and having uh, Margaret there, having been there with you. Like, it's not only is it a big bull, but it's a really meaningful one." Mm-hmm. Um, So anyway, Josh talked me into caping out the bull and carrying it out, which I cursed his name a few times on the way down the hill. But uh, now I'm like, oh, he's a saint. So (laughs) thank you, Josh, formally on the podcast.
1: (laughs) Man, I'm so glad you did it too. I can't wait to see that beautiful beast. Oh man. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. People should go to the Instagram and and check it out. It's Baxter Bowman on Instagram. You can just see this thing is wide. And it was cool. At At the very end of that tine uh the back one had just a little bit of fuzz left on it, little it a little bit of velvet a little bit yeah. I mean, it's one of the most unique elk rocks of I've,
0: I've ever seen because it's it's a five by five that should be a six by six um with like small thirds and massive massive whale tail fifths i guess um it's a really funky looking elk it's really cool
1: yeah. It's cool. So, uh, you so talked, wide, so I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize how long taxidermy takes. You haven't gotten it yet, huh? Yeah. So that's, uh, and we thought that'd be a good one to bring up for guys
0: about what you're doing now. If you're bored and you're like, Hey, I kind of have everything nailed. I've done this, this my fourth or fifth season. Uh, something that I kind of got caught pants down on last year is I'd never caped an animal. Um, I'd never really prepped for it. I'd never really chosen a taxidermist. I, I had to do a lot of things. We ended up carrying out the entire skull with the and that was such a heavy load because i didn't want to mess it up right yeah if you do mess it up it's just done you can't you got to buy another cape and sometimes you can't even do that so Mm -hmm. um big deal so for guys that are you know it it doesn't matter even if you're not quote unquote trophy hunting i wasn't like something like that walks out and it happens and you're just like this is you know i used to be against taxidermy as a kid but i've just come full circle where i'm like it's the memories you look at that animal and and you think about how amazing it was in that moment and being there with your good buddy and your family and I mean it's it brings back that flood of memories so um, it's going to mean a lot is what I'm trying to say so boning up on uh, you know how to how to cape something properly looking at the area you're going to go now that you know and finding a good taxidermist nearby you know how to get it there quick because uh, it's going to be hot in September likely uh, those are really good things for guys to be doing right now
1: yeah, and uh, I don't know if we should tell the story, but we did not know how to cut that skull plate. I, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. But <laughs> yeah, well, it was the vertebrae, right? We'd um, right, yeah, cutting the. That's a very hunting
0: or uh, rifle thing to do for guys to take that off that way, because they can put it on a horse. But so for archery, normally I'm used to skull plating it, which you take the, get the hacksaw. I get the hacksaw on the second load, I drop the first load off at the car, pick up the hacksaw, go back up, and you just cut. Through the skull behind and in front of the antlers, pull them out, you're good. Mm-hmm. But we had to cut through the vertebrae, last vertebrae before the skull. Uh, and that is, well, that took us, what, 30, 45 minutes?
1: Yeah, we ended up just having to twist it off. <laughs> it Which was is unbelievable. So graphic, but yeah, oh my gosh. And then you had yeah, we got to post some of those pictures of you carrying the whole head down the mountain. That thing was so heavy with and the head. Case is the size of my torso. Yeah, it was, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, that was part of the reason it was so hard, is that thing's neck was just. I don't think I've ever seen a stronger neck on an animal. I mean, it must've been two feet thick. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Easy. It was just, that was a very, very healthy bull. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So definitely go look up how to do that <laughs> or yeah. how to Cape something out because you don't want
1: to do what we did. Yeah. Barely fit in your truck. <laughs> well, cause you got the camper shell on it, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So, how'd the conversation with the taxidermist go? Like, how come it takes so long? What's the process like?
0: Yeah, and I think two things that'll really surprise guys that surprised me. Is one is it's expensive as heck. I was like, oh, I'm also in, in Idaho now; it'll be cheaper. Because I remember seeing prices in California, and being like, whoa! But no, they're they're about the same everywhere. So, so it's about fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred dollars for an elk head, mm-hmm. full chest mount um, from a good taxidermist, right? Like a very reputable, quality one. Yeah. Um, so one is <laughs> don't freak out, <laughs> get used to that now, think it through, uh, cause you got to make that decision in the field. If you go through all the effort to preserve the head and the Cape and you get down there and you're like, I'm not going to spend 400 bucks, man, you wasted a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, right. that was one that kind of blew me away. The number two is blowing me away is how long it takes. So they and apparently these guys are moderately fast, but they're, it's going to be a full year and month or two before it's ready. Whoa. Uh, so that's. But apparently that's very standard, you know, six to 24 months is kind of the range taxidermists do usually.
1: Yeah. Well, pretty big range there. Yeah. Especially um, if they're doing good work, right? Yeah. Again,
0: they're in demand, not only are they in demand, but they take their time, uh, which is important. And um, it's been interesting for me because I get to go down this week and take a look at their, uh, their lookbook is what they call it. All the photos of the mounts they've done. And there's mm-hmm. tons of different ways to mount uh, the animal, you know, it could be symmetrical, looking straight forward upwards. It can have its neck out, like it's kind of sneaking in, kind of looking off to the side, straight forward. Um, it could be bugling. It can be, you know, barking. It can, they get all sorts of things, right? Um, so it's a pretty interesting process for me too to kind of have to look at that and make the decision. But I think what I'm going to do is, uh, you know, in the spirit of kind of honoring the animal and bringing back the memories, I think I'm going to have it do a. They call it a semi sneak, which is not like a full sneak with its neck straight out. It's like kind of out a little bit mm-hmm. and looking to the left. Cause that was how he came, he came down the hill at me kind of looking, looking for that cow, like just slightly looking and kind of looking to the left, right? Not at me. He looked the right way. So, right. I think that's, that was the exact view I had of him, which I think will be a really cool way
1: so if it takes a year does that mean when you go pick it up you might be go dropping one off too (laughs) oh man i hope not (laughs) maybe i'll be dropping one off. there you go yeah how about you get it for me there we go there There. we go i'll go pick it up for you smoke me you're gonna have to swap some of that out oh i didn't forget uh, about that yeah Yeah. i can't wait to eat some of that yeah when I come out to uh, to visit, Josh is like, here's yeah. your invoice for packing out your animal. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's 50-50 destroyed. if I remember, right? <laughs> Man, that was... oh, I can't believe that six months ago. I can't believe we're closer to next season than we are the last season. Yeah, well, the beginning of last season. But the beginning of last season. season, yeah. I mean, and it's again, we
0: talked about it with fitness, just to go back to that one. But for any sort of coach and any sort of... Competitive, intense sport. Six months is usually the minimum they talk about to see material gains in fitness. Yeah, especially like, like tangible max. gains in fitness. So you got to start now. Um, and so that's the same for a lot of these things. Like I'm, I'm getting really fired up because it was kind of the first time I we had a warm day or two here, and I kind of have these visions of September. So um, it's it's time to get excited. Like we're no longer in the the cold, dead period of the
1: year where we are counting down officially as of today. Wow exciting times well next time we record this i i'm i'm saying i will have a higher level of fitness than i do now mark my words there we go if not i'll be very ashamed (laughs) (laughs) the whole world's gonna know oh gosh that's good that's good uh oh one thing i wanted to plug at the end is uh you know we have a we have a great following a lot of people are beginner elk hunters and we talked about this on our episode with the guys from identical draw like what can we do for the next generation of hunters and We'd love to open it up for listener questions. So um, if you have any questions for us, uh, what's the best way for them to send it to uh, Baxter?
0: Yeah, they can go to baxterbowman.com and the contact me form. Just shoot me a, just that'll send me an email and, or you can just shoot me an email at baxterhunting at gmail.com. Um, hopefully there's no like scrapers listening to this, right? <laughs> but um, then- either way, just shoot me the questions. Also these check-ins, you know, if you've got things you want to know about or, you, uh, things you want think we should add just let us know but uh that's it and we could maybe do a little dive deeper on the e scouting next time because that's i'm doing a lot of that now and it's only gonna get more nice tense uh, i know i' get those questions all the time
1: yeah so any questions about really anything hunting related i said we but really it's for Baxter uh and just put in the subject line God, listener both. question and uh i'll read them and surprise Baxter with a few uh in our come episodes to come yeah so you yeah, can't fun. give me time to prep. Not yeah. Fun. Yeah, it's just gonna be random questions. They could be fun questions, they could be simple, they could be complex, deep, whatever you want. Yeah. Um AMA, right? Ask me anything. Yeah, there you go. And then yeah, I think that's that's all I got. Awesome. Any last words for you, Baxter, for a month month of March check-in? That's it. I just I'll I'll go back to my age old saying,
0: more Elker killed uh Caught, you know, killed in the six months before elk
1: season, than they are in the elk season, right? The prep and the time you put in now, yeah, it's like that's what usually makes the difference. Oh, wait, actually, you know what? Here's a fun question: If you could tell April Baxter one thing now, what would you say? Ooh, prep. If I could tell me if we're
0: where I kind of wish I would end up, kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know, I think for me, if I could. uh if I could be in the level of like at the level of fitness, I was um, kind of going into last season. Mm-hmm. I kind of made a last minute ditch attempt to get there. You know, I had so much going on with the baby and moving and all that. Mm-hmm. If I could tell him like, you're great job. You're there now. Ratchet it up two more levels. Like that would be very excited. Yeah. That yeah. would be, that would be awesome.
1: Actually. I, I was going to say the same thing about fitness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not, like, not much man, other than that. April. April first week of April, Josh. If you're listening to this, you better be a lot more fit than you are now, and f- for certain, that'll be a lot more fit than I was going in last season. So, oh yeah, and it's never, it's never
0: too early because it's it's pretty easy to ma- uh, maintain fitness. Mm-hmm. Even uh, doing a like a, traditionally a fourth of your volume will maintain fitness for a while. Mm. Uh, they do that a lot in triathlon, a taper for things, right? but it's very hard to gain it. So even just maintaining is a victory. So (laughs) there you go. There it is. Well, to
1: our future selves, we will catch you on the next one.
0: Talk to you guys in April, month five. Counting down.